Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Friends, I am very excited about today's topic. And this episode was inspired by another great listener note that I received when I issued my call for lessons learned from Edit Your Life last fall. The listener writes, here's another lesson that I've taken from Edit Your Life. The 20 minute timing. Any number will do, but setting a time to begin a chore you don't particularly want to do really helps. I just set the timer for 20 minutes and cleaned out my fridge in less time than that. It's a great tool. Well, I will say that this note feels like the epitome of my life, (laughs) trying to find those little pockets of time to both get things done that I care about and then also deal with the dreaded and mundane. I have lots of things in my life that I love doing, obviously, but the minutiae just feels, I don't know, it's, it's endless. I think that's just the nature of existing. So I thought it would be really useful to talk about how I tackle dreaded tasks from a strategic lens so I can get to the other side of dread and get to the good stuff. I will note that as I first started to sketch this episode out, I did have a moment where I felt like, how on earth can I feel this way? I only have one kid at home right now. We intentionally are not overschedulers, and so Violet only usually has one major recurring activity each season outside of school. It was a little puzzling to me, and it's hard for me not to compare my life to my immigrant parents' life, my mom having to raise seven kids with my dad. It was just so much. But my point is, whatever feeling I or you might be having is real, and no matter what your life looks like, the tactics I'm going to talk about today will apply. So that's the good news. Just to get your wheels turning, I thought it would be helpful to share some of my common pain points in life. For me, anything that requires using the phone. (laughs) I wish I was kidding about that, but I am a phone phobe. So for example, calling to make healthcare appointments, which not only connects to my distaste for using the phone, but also healthcare issues, which I definitely have some issues about. Well, next, 
healthcare appointments that require me to dig in with my insurance company. I mean, this is next level dread right here. So for example, there have been several instances over the last couple of years where I've been volleyed back and forth between my healthcare provider and the insurance company. And those are just the worst, the most dreaded for me. Again, a couple more healthcare related <laughs> tasks. Any kind of paper healthcare claim filing, really anything that uses a pen. I just feel like in this digital age, why are we still using the pen for these forms? Health savings account check requests, it doesn't take long, but it just feels like another thing. Fulfilling pharmacy orders, whether that's for my dog or for my children. Ordering pet food and supplies, not exactly dreaded, but definitely mundane. Similarly, ordering household crap. Filling out financial paperwork, also not my favorite. I've gotten better about some of this, but again, when I have to use a pen, it's, it's pretty hard. Also to be filed under dreaded for me is renewing things like licenses and passports, especially when there are seemingly absurd steps involved. In the mundane category, but definitely persistent, is the need to plug recurring but different dates into my calendar. For example, soccer games that are always on a Saturday, but each week is different in time and location. And then a big one I would say is also correspondence when there's a lot of tension under the surface. There's probably more. There is definitely more. But these are just some of the top line ones that are top of mind for me, and I thought it would be useful to share them. It's also worth noting, as the listener pointed out in their letter, that dreaded tasks and mundane tasks don't always take a lot of time. Instead, especially the dreaded tasks, they carry emotional baggage that is what makes them dreaded. So I have some funny informal data I'll share about that shortly and some tactics for how to deal with that. And we'll get to that after a quick break. People often talk about the impact of things like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrition on skin, but did you know those things impact your hair too? If you've been dealing with hair thinning, you are not alone, and Nutrafol is here to help. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I appreciate that they offer formulas tailored to different life stages, such as postpartum and menopause, as well as different lifestyles, such as plant-based diets. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Edit Your Life listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code EDIT. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use promo code EDIT. That's Nutrafol.com, using promo code EDIT. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, 
which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. I thought it would be helpful to next talk about the art of being intentional about your time in relation to dreaded or mundane tasks. And there are some framing things I invite you to consider. So one big thing I find is that the relentless incoming flow of requests and things to do and reminders can make you feel very, very scattered. It certainly makes me feel very scattered. So I would invite you to resist the urge to address things right in the moment that they come to your mind or bounce into your inbox, because if you try to tackle things as they come in, it just feels frantic. I will talk more in a moment about how to handle the flow. Second, figure out a capture system for your tasks. No matter what form the system takes, it needs to work for you and ideally be something that you have on hand readily, whether that's a small notebook in your back pocket, or an app on your phone. In a recent mini edit, I talked about Todoist because somebody asked about some pro tips on that. And I talked about how one way I save on brain load and that nagging feeling of forgetting things I need to deal with is just popping items right into the to-do list in shorthand just to remind me to deal with it later when I go into planning mode. So that's just my immediate capture zone. Another recommendation, and this is something that Asha and I wrote about in Minimalist Parenting and have talked about on the show in the past, is to identify your golden hours, the hours where you're most alive and productive and energized, because you don't want to burn time on dreaded tasks during your best energy times of the day. And you will likely feel resentful if you end up burning your golden hours on dreaded things and then don't have anything left in your tank after for all the stuff that you really want to do. So for example, for me, the morning is always when I do my best deep thinking and work. And so I really try to avoid doing any of those dreaded tasks during those times. Late afternoon when I have an energy lag and I have a bunch of tasks that I don't really need a lot of brain power for. That's the perfect alignment for me. Related to golden hours, I want to recommend that you identify a time each week on a weekday where your load is a little lighter, where you see patterns in your calendar. I say weekdays since I suspect that if you're like me, many of your dreaded tasks require offices to be open on traditional hours. For me personally, this tends to be Friday. Friday is a little bit slower on email. I usually have less meetings. And so I've come to refer to these as adulting Fridays on social. (laughs) And people have been really into me sharing about what I'm doing on adulting Fridays. I don't share every Friday, but I, I share many Fridays. That said, if your weeks are more variable, just plan out your block of time for dealing with your dreaded tasks when you do a week look ahead at the beginning of the week. And finally, I want to recommend that you respect your current state. Things happen. I've had many Fridays where I have stuff on my adulting Fridays list and I just feel murderous and cannot deal. And so in those cases, 
I scan the list for anything that is truly urgent and must get done. And otherwise, I give myself permission to bump that stuff to the next week. Or if it can't wait a full week, I'll look for another pocket of time earlier in the week. This is not procrastination. It's an intentional move and an acknowledgement that life is a lot and that there will be another week ahead (laughs) to tackle things. Okay, I want to talk through my tactics related to these framing considerations, which I will do after a quick break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you struggle with boundaries and the general complexities of peopling? Relationships are necessary to our well-being and some relationships are just, well, complicated. A good chunk of the work I have done in therapy centers on relationships, how to own my part of the story, how to let go of relationships that are toxic, and how to navigate challenging relationships in a way that doesn't drain me. And all of this work helps me show up better for myself and also as a partner, mom, friend, family member, and business owner. If you're thinking of starting therapy, check out BetterHelp. This online therapy platform was designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com edit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot edit. As you know, I am all about micro-improvements, and if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, I'm excited to dive into these tactics. They're all related to the framing considerations I shared just before the break. And my first refers to the capture system that I mentioned earlier. So I think some kind of triage and getting into a habit with that is really, really important and will be so helpful to you. And this may seem a little complicated, but once you figure out your system, it's really not complicated. So some folks might prefer to be able to do this with paper and a pen or a whiteboard. But for me, it is all about my to-do app. I mentioned that I just recorded a mini edit on Todoist, which I'll link up in the notes if you want to hear that. But basically what happens is when I see emails, texts, whatever come in, I just toss in a quick to-do item with a comment on when the thing is actually due. So I will deal with this and figure out when to really slot it in later when I'm in planning mode. But the point of this is just to get it off my brain so I don't have to remember to remember it later. (laughs) And then also later when I get into the planning mode, I will assign a date to that task 
for example, an upcoming Friday. This act takes a matter of seconds for each thing that comes in. And it's just really helpful because, as I mentioned, it gets the task off of my immediate brain load of trying to remember it later by just plugging it into my to-do app in the triage area. And then also by indicating the actual date in real time while I have that email open or text open, then I don't have to go digging for it later. I know actually when something is due, and that way when I'm in planning mode, I'll know how much wiggle room I have. Second, batch tasks together. You probably got a sense of that when I talked about blocking out time and being intentional about when you're going to tackle these things. This is someone the wonderful time management and productivity expert Laura Vanderkam talks about. I have two episodes in the archives that are wonderful that I will link up in the notes. Laura talks a lot about the idea of not getting sucked into these one-off requests. Laura is definitely a fan of batching tasks together to be more efficient and to really be intentional about finding that window where you want to do them. Now, as I mentioned earlier, regarding golden hours and lighter days, those two framing principles, I think it's actually really important to put a block in your calendar for these tasks. Create a protective space that may seem intuitive to some and completely novel to others. So wherever you are on that spectrum, embrace it. It's it's got to be on the calendar and part of your intentional plan in order to help make it happen. Otherwise, it's just difficult for other things to bump and and fill in that space. Another tactic is setting a time limit. This is something that the listener addressed straight up in their message as being really important to them. And the listener referenced 20-minute time windows, which I think are fantastic. And I also wanted to say that one thing I realized in some of my Adulting Fridays posts is that I decided when I started doing this that sometimes I actually time, like actually set the stopwatch on my phone (laughs) to time how long it takes to do some of these things. And it was really funny. I started documenting on Instagram stories. I actually have a highlight reel for it on my profile if you want to see some examples. But I started saying, here's what I did. Here's how long it actually took to do it. And some of the most dreaded tasks, especially around making appointments, filing claims, dealing with the HSA portal, each of those things only took a minute or two. So for example, in a 10-minute window, I could knock off five dreaded tasks and be done with them and the emotional drain and the items on my to-do list are just gone. So my point is, whatever your time limit is, that's great. (laughs) It's probably going to help you in some respect because many of these dreaded tasks are quite small. This leads me to my next point. So sometimes you can't batch dreaded tasks. You are faced with something urgent that you need to take care of immediately. A very common example I'm thinking of is the case where, for example, you need to send a difficult email to another human being, or there's a deadline you missed or are on the verge of missing that carries consequences. And if you know you are facing something like that, I recommend, even if it breaks the golden hours rule, (laughs) to do it first thing in your day. Why is this important? Because I have been repeatedly reminded of how much emotional drag these tasks can have while not actually taking a lot of time. And so, for example, if you take that five to 10 minutes first thing in the morning to craft and send that email that you're dreading, you'll get it over with. 
versus spending your day having that worry and emotional baggage burbling along under the surface and sort of coloring the rest of your day. Believe me, I've been there. I've been that. I've been the tackle at first and I've been the let it fester through the day. And the tackling and getting it over with is much better. Another tactic that'll sound kind of basic, but I'll share an example to bring it to life is to look for efficiencies always. This could be in real life or it could be online, but I will use Amazon as an example since I suspect that is one that people can relate to. I do not have Amazon Prime because I don't really want to be part of the instant commerce expectation economy. I just made that up. I don't know if that's a real term. No judgment if that's what you do. That's just what I do. But I do sometimes shop Amazon because they can be a source of a whole lot of random things that I need that are all in one place. For example, my recent ability to get supplies for my colonoscopy, food coloring, cupcake wrappers, and new indie cloth napkins all in one box. That was pretty handy. Anyway, I used to do the thing where one thing that I needed would pop into my mind. It wasn't particularly urgent, but I kind of wanted to get it at least within the next week. So I would get an order rolling. And then I would just want to get that done. So I would try to think of other things I needed in order to get to the threshold for free shipping. It wasn't the greatest, honestly. (laughs) I mean, I guess ultimately I probably did end up finding things like dental floss and fluoride that I needed, but I kind of burned time that I didn't mean to burn sitting thumbing through Amazon trying to think about what I should get to get to the free shipping threshold. So what I did to build in an efficiency here is now I have set up a running Amazon list in Todoist, my to-do app, where I just toss things I need from Amazon as I remember them with no due date stamp. And so that way, when I actually need to go ahead and pull the trigger on an order that I would like placed within the week, the list is already there. I'm not burning my time trying to pad my order to get free shipping. And there's no brain drain because I've already tossed those items that I know I will need at some point into the list. It's more efficient on both the planning side and the execution side, which is just wonderful. I hope these tactics have been really helpful to you. For your next edit, I would like you to identify one single dreaded task that you have been putting off. I would like you to block a time in your calendar to deal with it and time it. I will note this is kind of opposed to my batch tasking thing, but there's a point to it. Obviously, there's so much variability in what the task could be, but what my hope is, is that by identifying your one task, blocking a time, and then timing how long it actually takes to do it, I'm hoping you will get to experience the joy of seeing that a task that you have been dreading takes five minutes or less. I'm actually crossing my fingers as I record that. Okay, friends, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at edityourlifeshow or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening, and I know you can handle those dreaded and mundane tasks. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) 
Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.